Thank you, Tina, for introducing me as the most flaky student. It's actually true. Uh, I was here about in the same seats with you. Tina was my classmate. We were both exchange students. And uh, I was a party girl. <laughs> I only came out here when I wanted to. And I just came out here to hang out with people when I had nothing to do. Um, but you know what? Look what God did. <laughs> I'm a preacher now. And uh, the reason why me and Tina say it's such a miracle is because Think of where you guys are right now. Me and Tina were sitting right there. I barely even knew God. And so I would never even think that of ministry, let alone, I never even thought of God. And think about you to come back here five years later to a land that you thought you were leaving after one year. And both of us are in ministry. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I am not an exchange student anymore. But I can still kind of relate to you guys because I'm here as a seminarian now. So I am an intern pastor for three years in a three-year program, but I'm also enrolled in seminary. I'm in my final year of seminary, and so I'm still a student. I still have midterms. I'm going into midterms soon, and I know how you guys feel. And during this time, it can feel kind of weary, and you may be slightly homesick. How many of you guys are homesick? Any of you guys? Oh, <laughs> a little bit. Maybe it's too early on in the year. I'm very close with my family, so I get homesick really easily. And I guess one thing that I really miss about home is my mom. And so I think maybe some of you ladies might be able to vibe with me here, but one thing I really, really miss is shopping with my mom shopping with my mom. And the reason why I really love shopping with my mom is because my mom is the queen of getting good deals. How many of you guys like getting good deals? College students, we like good deals, don't we? Everyone loves getting good deals. I love getting good deals. So if I get a good deal, it can make my whole entire day. Uh, I'm from Seattle, Washington. Really? I've got a lot of them here. Uh, I'm from Seattle, Washington. So Starbucks originated in Seattle, right? And so a lot of times before I go to school, I go to Starbucks. And one of the cool things about Starbucks in Seattle is they have a very high uh, standard of customer service. And so when you go in there, I say, hey, can I get a macchiato with no foam? This only happens in America. It doesn't happen here. They forget to take out the foam, and I go, oh, I, I ordered it without foam. And then they go, oh, you know what? Keep that. Let me make you a new one. Yes, two for the price of one. That can make my entire day. But just like I really, really like good deals. If you guys haven't caught on, we're talking about good deals today, Okay. Just like I really, really like good deals, I also really, really hate bad deals. How many of you guys hate getting ripped off? Right? That can ruin your day, can't it? Now, there might be some of you guys who say, I don't really care if I see 80% sign off, like 80% off, you don't really run over there. You don't really care. You see all the ajumas and you're like, oh, I'm going to go the other way. 
Some of you guys might be like, I don't really care. I, I, I'd go for convenience. But then I would ask you, well, what about bigger items? Like mm, a car. Uh, you're faced with a car that's used for one year and a completely brand new car with a huge price difference. You're going to think about it, right? You're going to want to make the best deal. See, in life, we are constantly trying to get the best deal. It's part of our human nature. We want to maximize our profit and minimize our loss. And the more important the item, the more we care. Why? Because if we end up with a bad deal, the greater the loss. Simple, right? So today, I want to talk to you guys about something that you guys own that is very, very, very important. And the world is constantly trying to bargain with you for it. And if you give it up, it's very, very costly. And that is your soul. Your soul. If you guys have your Bibles, if you guys could turn to Mark 8, 36. If you're there, you can read with me. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? That's it. We're just preaching from one verse. No, not too much Bible reading required. You guys look tired. Wake up! (laughs) For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? We're going to pray. Why don't you guys bow your heads and pray with me? God, I just pray for your clarity of this message to go out here today. And I pray, God, that every single soul that's present, that they would be awakened, God, to your word. I pray, Lord, that your wisdom, God, would call out right now, Lord, to every single soul that's present. And it would be calling out, Lord, with clarity. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, you guys might be sitting there, what's the big deal? What's a soul? Who cares about a soul? I have more important matters to take care of than a soul. What is a soul? A soul is comprised of your mind, emotions, and your will. The soul is comprised of your mind, emotions, and your will. Your body is the car, and your soul is the driver. Your soul drives your body. Therefore, if your soul longs for the things of God, your body will go to the things of God. If your soul longs for the things of this world, your body is going to go towards the things of this world. It's very important. C.S. Lewis, in his book, Mere Christianity, he says, he goes as far as to say this. You don't have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body. I'll read it once more. You don't have a soul. You are a soul. What you have is a body. Jesus is saying that you could gain 
the whole entire world. Yet if you forfeit your soul, you profit nothing. Sounds like a pretty bad deal, doesn't it? See, what is worse? I said I really liked good deals, right? Remember in the beginning, I said I really like good deals. And I said I really hated it when I get ripped off. What's in between? In between is fair, right? I pay for the price that I get. But what's worse than not making profit? Louder. Losing money. Net loss. Right? Isn't that worse? How many of you guys in an attempt to save money actually lost money? Oh, Jisoo was right right up there. It's because we... I, I, me and, me and Jis, I, went, I went to a fashion school, and me and Jisoo kind of have a bond there. And so we sh- shop a lot, so we talk about good deals often. Anyways, in order to save money, we go a roundabout way, and we end up losing money. Recently, I just moved into a new house, and I've had to get furniture. And me and my roommates will be separated. Okay, I'm going to get the fridge. You get the couch. You're going to get the washing machine. And one of my roommates, she was in charge of getting the couch. And so for a whole month, we're on Craigslist trying to find the best deal. And we spent a whole month looking for the best deal. Couchless in our house. No one wants to sit in the living room because we're sitting on the we're sitting on the ground eating dinner. We're sitting on the ground talking for a whole month just to get the best deal. Now my roommate, one day she finds on Craigslist a really good deal, a three-piece couch for guests. Omanon, fifty thousand. Free. That would have been nice. 50,000. But what we found out was it should have been free. <laughs> 50,000 won. And it, even better, all three of us, we're not very good at Korean. And so it was in Itaewon. The owner spoke English. And the best thing, they said that they would even help us find a mover. That's hard when you don't speak Korean, right? And so we're like, all right, we'll take it. Deal. The couch comes, none of my roommates are home. I go down to meet the ajushi, and then he goes, okay, omanon. I was like, what? And he, and he says, I was like, for what? He's like, that's your shipping cost. I said, the shipping cost is the same price as our couch? Oh, my gosh. I was like, okay, let's just get this couch up there. And he goes, what do you mean? He's like, that's just the price for me to get it from Itaewon to here. And I go, whoa, I, he was namjapuni opso? And I, that means there's no male here. I was like, no, it's just me. And he goes, oh, fine, I'll help you, but you have to help me. Look at me. <laughs> Can I carry a couch up three flights of stairs? I did. <laughs> but I had no choice. But I was very bitter. And then I bring it up. I told my roommate, hey, make sure to ask them, because this is her first time doing it. I said, do they have pets? Does it smell bad? Make sure. And she, she said, no, no, no. They said there's no pets. And so, but they bring up the couch, and it's covered with black dog hair so we don't even want to sit on this couch it's taking up so much room the next thing the only thing you can do is throw it away but did you know that in korea it costs money to throw things away i was like no 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 we have like a net loss of over a hundred thousand won that we're keeping this couch 
And so we find out that you can actually take off the cloth covers and you can dry clean it. So we take off the cloth covers, we bring it to the dry cleaner, and, and we're thinking, okay, imanon, it'll be fine. We drop it off, imanon, we go home, we get a call from the ajima, and she goes, sorry, not 잘못했어. Actually, it's going to be 50,000 won. And I go, oh, no, heck to the no. I ran back there with the quickness, and I grabbed those. I'm, I'm going to do this myself. Why? Because that would just be a very terrible deal. See, oftentimes we get deals that we think is really good, but they end up being more costly. And then we end up in situations where we say, oh man, I wish I would have known, right? I wish I would have known if I just bought a nice couch for a regular price. I could have got it the first week I was in my new home. I wish I would have known. But the thing is, see, in regards to our souls, we don't have that problem. Why? Because Jesus is telling us right here, I'm the best deal. There's no other deal out there. You can gain the whole world, yet if you forfeit your soul, you profit nothing. I am the best deal. But the problem we have is that the devil, he keeps on bargaining with us. He keeps on giving us bargains that look quite nice, that cause us to want to compromise our souls. But Jesus is saying, don't do it. I am the best, what? Deal. And so today I want to talk to you guys about the devil's bargaining techniques. Okay, and today I want to expose three of his bargaining techniques so that you guys won't be in a position of compromising your souls. Sound good? All right. Number one, bargaining technique. The devil tempts you with short-term pleasures. The devil tempts you with short-term pleasures. If you guys have ever gotten drunk, you know exactly what I mean. It's really fun hanging out with friends, drinking alcohol, uh, going out, and then you go home, you don't feel too well. And you're paying the cost the next day, not only in your stomachs, but also in your wallet. <laughs> Credit card debt. I really want to get all this stuff. You're going to get it, you're going to get it, but what happens when you can't pay it off? Long-term debt. See, the thing is, is the devil, he gives us short-term pleasures to cloud out our long-term perspective. He wants us to make dumb deals by clouding out our ability to see long-term. How many of you guys grew up in the church? Let me see. Okay. I guess you guys know the story then. I didn't grow up in the church, so when people told me stories, I want to hear the whole story. And they're like, oh, you know it. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> so my biggest pet peeve, they're like, you guys all know the story of Jacob. And then they just keep going. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I guess since you guys know it, I can just not tell the full story. But you guys know about Esau then, right? The re- you don't. There we go. My boy from Seattle. <laughs> I'll explain it then. I'll explain it just for you, Oscar. There's a guy named Esau, 
He has a brother named Jacob. Their father is Isaac. His father is Abraham. Abraham is the father of nations. He's really rich. Okay. And then Isaac gets everything from Abraham. So he's really rich. Esau, he's the first son. And so he's going to get really rich. But what happens? Esau, he's a hunter. He goes out hunting one day. He comes home. His brother Jacob's making some stew. And he goes, oh, man, I'm so hungry. And then Jacob goes, well, I'll give you some if you sell me your birthright. Your birthright is the certificate to get all the blessings of God. And you see, it's such a, it's such a ridiculous story, isn't it? I was like, can I even use this story? It sounds so ridiculous. But if we think about it, it's such a dumb decision, but we make little micro decisions like this all the time, don't we? They're going out to the movies. I have a midterm tomorrow. I know I'm going to fail it, but I'm just going to go out anyways. Fail the test the next day. It's permanently on my grade report. Permanently on my GPA. It's never going to leave until I die. We make little decisions like this all the time. But you would say, I'm not as dumb as Esau, though. I would never do it for a bowl of food just because I'm hungry. But it's not just about the decision. See, it's about what you put your worth in. Esau, the blessings of God, it wasn't worth even a bowl of soup. When you decide to sell something on Craigslist, the fir- what's the first thing you have to do? You have to evaluate how much the item that you're selling is worth, don't you? If the item's not worth much, you're just going to sell it for whatever, even a bowl of soup. Say you're moving. You have all this furniture. You got to get out of the country within two days. You want some money for it, but in the end, you're just going to give it away or throw it away. There's not, there's not much worth to the item, so you're just going to give it away. Esau did not value the blessings of God. And so he sold it for a bowl of soup. He was unable to see the long-term perspective of what God was giving him. See, there's things in our lives that we won't sell no matter what. I want to be vulnerable with you guys. I have a baby blanket (laughs) that I've had since I was a baby. That's why they call it a baby blanket. I've taken it with me to every single nation that I've been to. It's in my room right now. And I would not sell it for anything. I'm sure you guys have certain items like that in your lives. Although the baby blanket is a very small thing compared to our souls, in a similar way, the soul, the eternal soul that we have, its worth is, cannot be calculated. The eternal soul, our eternal soul is beyond calculation. That's why Jesus is telling us what? You can gain the whole world, yet if you forfeit your soul, you gain nothing. Jesus is the best deal. While the devil's going to keep giving you these short-term pleasures, he's causing you to be clouded in seeing the eternal gift that God's giving you. This is 
life after death. This is an eternity with him. How much do you value that? Number two. The second bargaining technique that the devil uses. He keeps you in need. The devil, he really likes to convince you that you're addicted. That you're addicted to something that you need. I need this. I don't know if the gentlemen are going to vibe with me, but the girls know that when we go shopping... We're like, oh, should I get this? And you start asking every single girlfriend you're with, should I get this? Should I get this? And then, of course, the wise one comes out and goes, well, do you need it? And in your mind, you just start thinking of every single reason why you need this, these pair of jeans that look exactly like the 10 other pairs you have at home, but they're just a different brand. I just need these jeans. See, I'm not talking about the real needs where third world country, they don't even have access to clean water. I'm not talking about those needs. I'm talking about the needs where your outer appearance has everything you need, but inside you're still lacking. That's the kind of need I'm talking about. Because that's the kind of need that the devil, he likes to convince you that you have. See, if he's able to convince you that you need something because you lack something, you're probably going to make that deal. If he can tell you and convince you that you really need that girl, you're probably going to go towards that girl. If he convinces you I'll go back less serious. That you need that Big Mac. You're probably going to go towards that Big Mac. Remember how I said that the body is the car and the soul is the driver? Your soul really wants that Big Mac. It's not your body. Your body's probably like, no, I don't need that. If the devil can convince you that you need it, you're probably going to get it. Apart from materialistic things, the devil tell you what you lack so that you can be in need. You lack in appearance. You need plastic surgery. You lack in beauty. You need to get yourself some makeup. To make yourself look as pretty as everyone else. You lack in friends. Why don't you go to that club and get some friends so you can get a life? That's what you need. Hmm? What is he telling you that you need? Because as much as he tells you that you need, you're going to find that when you start filling those needs, you're going to still need more. See, the people of God, us as people of God, I'm going to veer a little bit. The people of God, we're not supposed to always be in lack. I think sometimes when the church thinks that we're supposed to, when it says, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, 
What does that mean? That means that when we are in lack, we understand that our lack needs to be filled by seeking God. Not the poverty spirit, which says that I'm in lack because I don't deserve it. There's never enough because I'm not worth it. Therefore, is it getting confusing? I'm going to try to teach it well. Poor in spirit thinks that lack is eternal. Therefore, he needs to fill his lack with God. Poverty spirit says that his lack is temporary, short term. That means he can fill it with more money, more power, more friends, more experiences. But what happens? He just keeps wanting more. Because our lack actually has nothing to do with what we have. Why do you think that the most wealthy nations in this world, they still act like they need more? In 2 Corinthians 8, 9, God's saying we're supposed to be rich. The deal was already made on the cross. Jesus already became poor so that we may become rich, lacking in Nothing. Lacking in nothing. Jesus is the best deal. If you take any deal from the devil, you're constantly in need. If you take any deal, if you give your soul to God, towards the things of God, you're never in need. You're never in lack. Jesus is the best deal. Third thing. Third bargaining technique. You guys have any idea what this is? Any of you people that are good at bargaining? Starts with an F free. Uh, Free. How many of you guys like free things? Everyone. You know how I said earlier that when we see an 80% off sign, we'll start walking over here. Even though we don't know what they're selling, we still want to find out what's 80% off. But if you hear the word free, you don't even have to look. You're just going to start running towards where you heard free. We love free things. And this is probably one of the most lethal and the most tempting bargaining technique that the devil uses. Why? Because he gets us to take things that we don't even need. You guys take things that you don't need just because it's free, right? Sometimes you're walking by and people are giving out free subs. You're so full. Of course, you're going to take as many as you can. We love free things. You go into the convenience store. You want to get a milk. And then you look at the sign. It's like one plus one. I need to get that. And then you look over and it's like two plus one. It's like, I don't have money, but I need to get two now. And then you end up with three that you're not even going to drink. Why do we love free things so much? How many of you guys have seen the movie Nonstop? Oh, man, not very many. I don't watch that many movies. That's the only movie I've watched recently. I'll I'll tell you guys about it just like it's a Bible story. Now you guys want to hear it. 
So this movie, I won't spoil it, but this movie is um, about this plane that's going someplace. Basically, there's some murderers on the plane. There's also a flight marshal, which is a cop on a plane. And he's on this plane, and these murderers are killing one person every 20 minutes. And so this cop, he needs to figure out who these murderers are. And this flight is out, but he's trying to protect, you know, the citizens and the people by, by um, trying to not let them know that someone's dying every 20 minutes. But I think it's like the third or fourth person is the captain that's flying the plane. So all of a sudden it's like, of course, they're like, what is going on? The flights, like all this turbulence. I also watched it 4D, so I was feeling it too. You get car safe, by the way. Don't. I didn't like 4D. Don't go. But anyways, they feel the turbulence. And so what? They're demanding. Cop, tell me what is going on. I have a right to know what is going on. And they all start standing up and they all start rioting and they're all causing chaos. And this cop, he has a gun. He has his badge, but it does nothing. And all of a sudden, he runs out of options. And he goes, free. Free international travel for everyone for a year. And everyone's like, what? Really? And then they just sit down. What? Someone's dying every 20 minutes. Yet we forfeit our soul like that? One year of international travel. If you die, what are you going to do with that one year of international travel? Why do we like free things so much? I don't know. But the devil knows that too. And he uses it to get us. How many of you guys think I'm Korean? Oh, did I already say I'm Chinese? I didn't? Oh, shoot. <laughs> Anyways, if you, how, many, how many Chinese people do we have in here? Yeah, well represented. <laughs> the reason why I'm bringing this up is because in China, it's all about bargaining. It's all, I said my mom is really good at getting good deals. I'm convinced. I don't know if this is a generalization. I personally think Chinese moms are the best at getting good deals. I, don't, I never grew up in a Korean household, so I don't know. But my mom is really good. Okay? And she trained us. We used to take a lot of family trips to China during the summer. And we go, we go to these marketplaces. And she goes, if you like anything, don't you dare show it on your face. And so even if you really like it, we're just like. <laughs> and my mom, she, she taught us. She said, all right, the number, you guys are learning. If you guys ever go to China, here's some tourist advice, okay? But if they give you a price, you immediately chop it 75%. So if they say 100, you go 25. And you do that so they know that you know your stuff. I know that that didn't cost you anything. And what happens is my mom, by the way, she came to Korea. She tried to do that stuff here. 
man, Korean people have pride, you know. This, she was trying to buy this hat from my dad. And, and the 아저씨 goes, 5,000원. And she goes, 1,000원. <laughs> and he goes, 나라라. <laughs> Get out. I was like, oh, mom, you can't do that here. It's not the same. <laughs> But let's go back to China. Let's go back to China. In China, say it's $100, you say $25. And then they go, they do that bluff. If I give it to you for 25, I don't make any money. I don't make any money. And then what you do? You pretend like you don't care. All right, I don't need it then. Turn and just start walking. <laughs> and then he'll start shouting. All right, all right, 50, 50, just come back. Okay, 50, 50, 50, I'll co- just come back, come back, come back. And then, and then my mom said, if you like it, keep walking. You keep walking, and then he'll be like, all right, 30, 30, just come back. And then if, if you really like it and you actually want to buy it, then you can give him a little glance back. But if not, you just keep walking. And then pretty soon, he'll give you a bargain that's under even what you asked for. He's like, all right, 20, 20, just come back, come back, 20, 20, 10, 10, 10. And pretty soon, he's just probably like, free, free, just take it. <laughs> I swear, that could happen in China. But you know what? That's kind of what the devil does, doesn't he? He kind of puts up a huge bluff. You want this, don't you? Look at this here. Look how pretty that girl is. Mmm, look how yummy that was. Why are you on a diet? I keep thinking I'm getting too serious every time I go towards a girl, so I try to like... (laughs) But he does that, doesn't he? He puts up a bluff, and as soon as you fall for it, he watches your reaction, and he'll milk it. But if you start walking away, you'll find out what he's trying to sell to you, what he's trying to buy your soul for, is worth nothing. He doesn't even want it. He's, in fact, he's desperately trying to give it away. Why? Because what he wants is your soul. That's what he wants. And if you get it, if he gets it, why does he, why does he want it so bad? Because if you're able to make this deal with him, that keeps you from turning your soul to God. That keeps you from making a deal with God. If that happens, mission accomplished. See, Jesus is what? The best deal. The devil, he's going to take things and make it look free, but it's not actually free. It's probably very costly. Remember my couch? Cost money just to throw it away. The devil, he takes, he's making a counterfeit of what's free and trying to sell it to you but what's really free you know what's really free Jesus is free Jesus is free that's what's really free and you know why Jesus is the best 
deal? Because while it's a free gift for you, it wasn't free for him. In fact, it was very, very costly. You know, earlier I talked about things that I would never sell, right? Baby blanket, silly thing. If someone gave me a meal for him, <laughs> take it. Why would, why would I want this? But what if someone wanted to buy your sibling? You sell that for something? Some of you are like, yeah. What about your mom? Hmm? You sell that? Sell your mom? It's not even to slavery, it's to death. It's a very costly price. See, it's free for you. But if we don't understand that it wasn't free for him, what? We're not going to put that much worth in it. We'll forfeit it for a bowl of soup. I'm going to invite the praise team up. But this is what's going on. Jesus is saying that you can gain the entire world, but if you forfeit your soul, you gain nothing. Yet, some of us still, what? What was the number one thing that the devil does? Some of us still go for short-term pleasures. Trading temporary pleasures for what's eternal. Some of us are still choosing to be in need, wanting what's on the opposite side of the trade, See, the devil, he gives you something. He says, you need this. But what you really need is Jesus. Some of us are taking what's free from the devil and forfeiting our souls. We really need to stop falling for the enemy's bargaining techniques, taking things that are free that are actually very, very costly. And I feel like a lot of us here tonight, we're constantly making these little bargaining things. Some of you guys here who even know Jesus very well, you didn't even know that you were in charge of protecting such an important thing in you, your soul. I don't know if you guys sing that song here, my soul sings, but did you even know what you're singing? Do you know what's singing to God, what he really longs for? He's not longing for what you do. He's not longing for what you can bring to him. He just wants your soul. Why? Because then you have eternity in heaven with him. You know, bargaining can get very tired. Waiting for the best deal can be very tiring. 
some of you guys are tired. Some of you guys are very, very tired. Jesus is saying, I'm the best deal. I'm telling you in advance, please hear my words of wisdom. You know, Tina said to me earlier that, hey, it's funny, I, when I was here, I used to go out all the time. Can I be real here? I regret every single one of those times. I didn't have fun. I had some good stories. I had some good laughs. It's probably like the biggest regret. I just try to erase that entire time that I was here. Even coming back here, it kind of brings back some bad memories. Not going to lie. I'm going to ask three or four of the staff to come up.